Hello and welcome to the Rugby Connection podcast. So this week there is no internationals this week. It is just full-on knockout European rugby and the king has returned. Sean, how are you getting on? Thanks very much, I'm good. Uh, I wouldn't call myself a king, but I appreciate the gesture nonetheless. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm uh, I'm just back from London. I was at a Gaelic football match uh, with none other than uh, another another co-host of this podcast, Mr. Harry Allen. Uh, so it was a good weekend. Leitrim won, so I'm delighted. Um, hopefully Harry's sad about that, but uh, no, it was a good weekend. I'm good. How are you, Murray? I'm good. Um, again, I was at the rugby this weekend, and hell of a game we've had in the Challenge Cup. So we start off with our good friends in London Irish, put 64 points on cast. They were not stopping. Kyle Rowe was on top form, and I think they were 40 up at half time. Oh, well. <laughs> they, were, they were not messing around on that one. Do you say cast? Yeah, cast. I thought they were doing well this year in <laughs> the top 14. Not now. <laughs> oh, jeez. I think I thought it was a few weeks ago I looked and I thought they were, they were in like fourth or something. Maybe that was just a fluke. I don't know. Maybe I read that wrong. I don't know. <laughs> I will double check on that. But yeah, no, London Irish 64, cast on peak 27. Ouch. That, that is an absolute thing. But uh, it's nice to see London Irish get into the quarterfinals, I think, because hmm. they are a good team. It's just very unfortunate when it comes to playing the bigger teams if you want to put it like that yeah yeah the big good brand of rugby sometimes oh yeah absolutely um moving on we have wasps beating Biarritz 39-29 away from home it's a big win big win and that leads us that, that sets us up nicely for the next game Edinburgh Versus Bath. What a game this was. I was there. The ref did not help anyone's case. He was public enemy number one. But 19-15 at halftime to Bath. And whatever Mike Bliss in the change room at halftime, definitely worked. Full-time, Bath 19, Edinburgh 41. We're in the quarterfinals. We've got a home advantage. We're against Wasps. I can't wait. Man of the match. I have to say it like this, Sean, I'm sorry. Pierre Schumann, he was everywhere. Defence, attack, he scored. Oh, Mm. beautiful. How was the uh, the atmosphere at the dam last Friday night? Oh, it was was really good, yeah. I've still never been to a sellout at the dam, but it's getting closer and it was just so good. We had bagpipes this time. You could could tell it was a big, big game, big occasion. Hmm. Actually got to meet our good friend Josh Bayless before and after the game. Oh, very nice. Um, met Shu, met Boy Kinghorn, met the King Amelia Nobelli again. We love that. Yeah. Was um, was, was sorry. Was Josh Bayless playing the other day? Yeah, yeah. Played for Bath. Start for Bath. Or oh, did we chat to him in the warm up? Um, because obviously you know how the dam works. You can't get through when a player has to go through to the stadium. Oh, yeah, yeah, with the barriers. So when I arrived, I wasn't allowed through, and Josh was just happened to walk past to get warmed up. I showed him, and he was like, oh, hey, mate, how's things, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, oh, I'll catch up with you after the game. And I didn't think he would just because of the result. Mm. But no, he stood, he chatted, had five minutes. 
actually hinted about coming back on the show. There you go. So that's very nice from top bloke, Josh Bayless. Top bloke. You know who's not a top bloke? And I've already said he's overrated, but now he's just not a nice person. Who? Sam Underhill. <laughs> Why? Well, I've seen him and I was like, I can't ask for a picture because I keep calling him overrated. So if, if I get a photo, it's very hypocritical. Yeah. But then I was like, I'm never going to see him in person again, so I might as well. Completely ignored. Just give me flashbacks of Gavin Hastings. <laughs> yeah, we all know what happened there. <laughs> Not so. <at> <laughs> Put it lightly. <laughs> Very much. Seen uh, Tolupi Falta, but he seemed too far too angry to get pictures with anyone. He just kept walking. <laughs> Oof. That's what happens when you after lose a game. I did finally get to see Tom Dunn, the bath hooker, because that hairline. That is immaculate. It looks really daft on TV, but it's even better in person. Like the hat, mullet, ball. I, I can't describe it. I'll chuck a picture. I'll send you a picture. So it is, it's a thing of beauty. But yeah, we've got the quarterfinals of the Challenge Cup coming soon. We'll do some predictions soon as well. But we have the Champions Cup. We start in Dublin. I'm sorry, Sean. It, it came away from you. Did very early. It was it was painful to be honest. Being there as a comic supporter, it was genuinely painful. Um, uh, look, Leinster they completely like Connacht had a good first ten minutes. Started off really well. Leinster hardly had the ball. Then when they got the ball in their first attack, from was it inside their own twenty-two and they scored off it. Yeah, <laughs> like that summed up the entire game. James Lowe with four tries. <laughs> in front of my friend Luke, this and this probably will annoy you as well, probably as much as it annoyed me. But he keeps winding me up by saying that uh, Mac Hansen is just a budget James Lowe, and I don't like that at all. Oh no, you're wrong. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I think he's wrong. But no, in fairness to James Lowe, he played very well. He deserved his four tries. Um, mm. But yeah, Leinster completely dominated. Connacht won the physical battle, and now they're on to the quarterfinals. Uh, I think Leinster are playing Leicester away, so. Um, yeah, that's a big one. Look, I'm disappointed that Connacht are knocked out round of 16, but I think Connacht did well also. First ever knockout round that they got into into the into the Champions Cup, so we'll take it, but not the way we would have wanted. Yeah, but onwards and upwards. Exactly. You know who I do feel sorry for? Just because of how close it was. Harlequins. One point. One point. They got beat on aggregate to Montpellier, 60-59. Oh, but that Joe Marchant try. Oh, I didn't see it. Oh, so Montpellier went to kick it out. Danny Kerr, rolling back the years, jumps out, flicks it back in to the golden boy, Marcus Smith. Marcus runs half the length of the pitch, Mm. pops it off to uh, Caden Murley. Murley draws the man in, pops it off to Marchant, Straight under the sticks. It is a thing of beauty. And nice credit, it has 56,000 views on my TikTok. Oh. <laughs> it's mad, it's insane. So, yeah, but I do feel sorry for Quince because they're always that team you never sleep on. Almost hmm. comeback kings, I think it's five. There were te- there was going to be number six, and it, it just wasn't meant to be. But Montpellier, Challenge Cup champions last year. Hmm. They are a tough team. 
just as you said, you can't sleep on Quinns. I mean, I didn't expect that they'd come back that close. I mean, with, with the score difference that Montpellier put up against them the week before, I didn't think they could come back. But just as you, as you said, they showed it. Yeah. Speaking of another close aggregate score, Toulouse versus Ulster. The champions are still in the hunt. 50-49 on aggregate. And it's that nuisance is the best way I could put them. Antoine Dupont, he is, he's just, uh, uh, yeah, he's world's best for a reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I uh, I'd heard from some Ulster fans. They're saying, "Oh, it's the hope, it's the ho- it's the hope that kills you." You know, <laughs> that's a Scottish thing. Leave it. That's our thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. One one result will break my heart as well in the Champions Cup, and it's Monster Exeter Chiefs. Monster were just on fire. Like there's, I keep calling them, like. Rugby sleeping giants and that performance at Thurman Park. I'm sure it was full capacity. It sounded like it was anyway. Mm, Just oh, it was it was too good. I mean, Simon Zebo's offload to Damien Delende. <laughs> Peter Omani, I think, got eight turnovers himself. Ooh. Honestly, man was everywhere. Roll back the years. Yeah. I mean, Munster always seem to be a different breed in Thomond Park than anywhere else. Hmm. Absolutely. Oh, that's, that's not fair, though, isn't it? <laughs> it's <laughs> not. I, I, they're, they're a different breed in Thomond Park, except typically against Leinster. Leinster's the one team that have it over them there, but ever, anyone else doesn't stand a chance nearly. Clearly. Well, so what I've heard now, and I don't know if this is true, but Nick Mullins, the commentator, hmm. Put a tweet out saying that Munster can't play their quarter final at Thurman Park because Ed Sheeran sold it out. It's true. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so I think apparently they're probably going to be playing in the Viva, apparently. So uh, no, that doesn't sit. I don't know why. That just doesn't sit right with me. No. I mean you get you get it for a semi-final, like it kind of makes sense, but a quarter final is weird. I know, but Thurman Park. Yeah, yeah. Ed, yeah. move. Do a Wednesday night or some shit. <laughs> I'm sure people, I'm sure the people of Monster would be very happy for you to move. Oh, they would. They'd be delighted. <laughs> Never come back. <laughs> well, that's all we say. <laughs> <laughs> and what I'd like to see your uh, predictions for the quarterfinals, which isn't that far away either. It's on the weekend of the sixth of May for both Challenge and Champions Cup. So we'll start with the Challenge. We have Toulouse against London Irish. That I mean, I think Toulon are starting to come into a bit of form now. Uh, with a dreadful start to the season. Absolutely dreadful. They were, I think they were last at one stage. They were definitely second last in the top 14 in, in I think, the start of January. Um, I don't know. I feel like London Irish could win that one. I yeah, say- I yeah. yeah, I'd say London Irish by like three or something. So it could be tight. Well, where is it on actually? Is it in London or is it in Toulon? Do you know? It's in Toulon. The start Felix Mayo. Hmm. I think I butchered that, but yeah, it's in Toulon. That's a tough one. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably edge London Irish, but you can never like, it's, it's like knockout rugby, like uh, the home home advantage counts for a lot, of, you know, as we all know. Yeah, absolutely. Next one, Leon against Glasgow Warriors. I'd probably, I'd probably back Glasgow. 
I would, but this is for selfish reasons because it's backs me into my next prediction. Edinburgh versus Bath, and it's at the dam. Who would you, who, what, what are you going for this? Edinburgh, obviously. <laughs> Edinburgh. I'm, I'm, I'm pretending not to even ask that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'd actually back Edinburgh on this one. I think I would. I think the way the, the tie's going, Edinburgh for the final. But I'll explain why in a minute. Because mm-hmm. the last quarterfinal is Gloucester versus Saracens. Mm. Now, you would say Saracens. Yeah. But they've been very strange this season. I'm not even saying they've been poor, like, poor because they're like second in the Prem. Yeah. And they're in the knockout stages of Europe. But it just it doesn't feel like a Saracen season, if that makes sense. It doesn't sound it doesn't feel like they're going full goal yet. So Yeah. Like but, they're not their normal dominant selves, are they? Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Mm. But the reason I want it, I'm kind of going back to Glasgow is because the way the pool, the, the, the knockout stages work, sorry, if both teams are successful, it will be an all-Scottish semi-final. Give me it. Don't put it in Murrayfield, though. I know they will, because it makes sense. Yeah. Put it at the dam. Just have 8,000 die-hard rugby fans there. Mm. And watch the place erupt. Sean, you've been to the dam when there was just over 6,000 and it was loud. It was loud, in fairness. It was very loud. Give us it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, because I think the way it works, you, it would be, I'm going to say an Edinburgh, if it's an Edinburgh-Gloucester final, it's a little throwback to the 2015 final, but I want Edinburgh to win it this time. But I think it's going to be a Saracen. Uh, Saracens Edinburgh final, and you know we've already beat Saracens this year, so make it two. Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, that would be some final if it was Edinburgh Saracens. I think as well, just oh, a good game, hundred percent. And you've got all the big hitters then. Mm. Yeah, full go, full go, full whack. Mm. Now for the Champions Cup. Now these are some juicy fixtures. Mm. So you've got. La Rochelle against Montpellier. Hmm. I, I would back La Rochelle. Yeah. Yeah. This is too I good. They're too technical. They are. I mean, Jonathan Dante at the weekend, he's an absolute unit. So did he play well at the weekend? He played very well the weekend before, I know that. Yeah, he did. He did. From what I've seen, he definitely played. He just continued that form. Okay. Yeah. The next quarterfinalist, actually both quarterfinalists, may have just scraped through at the end of it, really. Wrestling 92 against Sail Sharks. It's uh, in your favourite stadium. It's in the law defence. Uh, yeah, I'd back Wrestling in that one. Yeah. We've got a back Finn Russell, obviously. <laughs> White chocolate. <laughs> White chocolate. After what he said this week about not caring about his physique, yeah, it was so brilliant. <laughs> I'm not a power lifter. I don't push in the scrum. Hmm. I don't burn anyone out on the way. It's all psychological to me. I don't care what my body looks like. Preach. Yes, that's that's just what every every young person needs to hear in terms of body image. Doesn't matter. You don't exactly. like performance. Oh, fair play. And I, this is actually going to roll back the years. We've not had a big class like this 
in a knockout stage anyway, for a while. Leicester Tigers at home at Welford Road against Leinster. Mm. That is juicy, considering... Are, are, are Tigers still top of the Prem? They are. Yeah, still flying high. That, that is a juicy one. I... Look, obviously, I only follow the URC for the most part. Yeah. And it's hard to look past Leinster. But, like, saying that, it's this is hard. It's kind of, it could be hard to call. You're like, if, if Leicester Tigers play well, they could they could win. But I don't know. I still, I, I still, I, I, I'd edge Leinster. They're just. I, I think it will be Leinster. But mm. I just, I, it's well for the road. Like, yeah. the Leicester fans are flying high at the moment in the Prem. And, Mm. Obviously, loving being back because Leicester are, are are historically a big team and have been there, done that, got the t-shirt. Yeah, just go for it, and you will do the rugby world a favour. And yeah. it's nothing against Leinster; they are a very successful team for a reason. It's just it does get a bit stale. Exactly, yeah. you, you're spot on with that. That's all. That, that's that, so Leicester uh, Leinster fans. It's nothing against you personally. You're just too good and. Give somebody else a chance. Yeah, pity you couldn't be couldn't have been Connacht, but you know, maybe maybe Sean's a bit better about it, but no one else is. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Last one. Now this this is what the Champions Cup is for, and it is at the Aviva, like you said, because it's all Ed Sheeran's fault. Monster <laughs> versus Toulouse. <laughs> Take another, my money. Like somebody buy me tickets. Yeah, another spicy one. Very spicy. I'm gonna back Monster. Really? I'm, I'm, I'm back in Monster. It's in Ireland. They they want a trophy. You can see it in the players. You can see it in the fans. They want some sort of silverware. They've not won it since the O'Gara O'Connell days, have they? Mm, Two thousand and eight. I think. Yeah. No, it's too long. Mm. Get 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 Monster into that. Semi-finals, at least. Yeah, I think um, I think I'm back to losing that. I think Munster and I just they've had a, a very mediocre mediocre season so far. I think as a fairly, I don't mean that in a battle, but it's just a fact. I mean, Johan van Graan is was short of getting sacked. I mean, he pretty much did get sacked. Well, really, not really, but like you know, I know he's still there. He, but he's like, been sacked in the nicest way. Like you're going at the end of the season. Yeah, but. <laughs> I know it was his own choice to leave, but I think possibly because he knew that he was probably possibly going to get sacked if he didn't bring I was going to say, is that he left before he got sacked sort of thing? Like, yeah. almost into, trapped into that corner? Yeah, he had he had this special clause in his contract that even though he, I think he had a, I think he had another couple of years left on his contract that he could just leave whenever he wants and he opted to use that clause in his contract. And now Graham Rantree is going to be the new head coach. So That's yeah. such a good signing. Actually, I've seen the picture of it. It was the 2015 England World Cup coaching staff, and it's England's losses, Ireland's gain, because they're all in the Ireland setup. Yeah. Stuart so Lancaster is the attack coach at Leinster. Uh, yeah, he's or well, coach. Yeah, it's not really clear what kind of role he has. He sometimes he's like director of rugby, sometimes he's kind of like attack. It's like it, it's weird. Sometimes he's a head coach as well. I don't know. It's it's weird. He wears a Leinster tracksuit. <laughs> yeah, that's we know that for a fact. Yeah. <laughs> Graham Roundtree. Monster forwards coach now will be the head coach next season. Mike Cat is Andy Farrell, Ireland head coach's right hand man. So it's all there and it works. Hmm. They're all doing very well for themselves, in fairness. 
Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Anyway, that is European rugby. We've absolutely smashed it. We've crushed all the big games and crushed on spirits for another week because that's what we do on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought at the start of the season that I'd be the one flying high from a URC perspective? Yeah, I mean, it is. I, I wouldn't have thought it actually, to be honest, at the time, but here we are. I mean, I didn't, I, I'm still haven't recovered from the. I'll give you this one. You can celebrate, you celebrate right now if you want that. Whatever this final score was 58, 7, whatever this, you could tell me. I don't even know. I forgot at this point, but I'm still traumatized from whatever the score Connacht against Edinburgh in the dam. How long ago was that? Five weeks ago? Yeah, it was before. Was it not? No, it wasn't before the Six Nations. During the Six Nations. It was. Yes. Um, 56 8. Yeah. Yeah, Sean so. Lenehan for all the way from Dublin to Edinburgh to watch his beloved Connacht get whacked. <laughs> Proper whacked. And I mean, see, every time I watch Connacht or listen or listen to a podcast talking about rugby in Ireland or a Connacht podcast, they've always mentioned the Edinburgh against Connacht game. They're like, oh yeah, they were like this against Edinburgh. And I'm like, no, no, don't bring it up. I'm like, no. And now, literally, the Leinster against Connacht game was it gave you flashbacks just the score the way the game was going horrible <laughs> just it's just one try that sets it up it's almost like sevens like one slap up and it just opens up yeah like I, yeah there's definitely something seriously wrong with Connick's defense it's obvious now I was kind of I was giving them the benefit of the doubt Colin Tucker is the defense coach and I'm sure he's a good coach I'm sure but whatever the system they're playing just obviously just isn't working yeah, I can't say much because Mike Boyer, hero, legend. All hail the king. king All hail the king. I met him as well. I stayed oh, that I stayed that late because the way you could move. Hmm. Mike Boyer came back, I was like, can I get a picture? He was like, yeah, of course. Was, no. It is like the most dad selfie ever. Like, he's <laughs> half in it, but it, it counts. I'm counting yeah. it. Yeah. Since we mentioned sevens, you'll be happy with us, Sean. Argentina, hmm. Vancouver Sevens champions, first seven series title since two thousand eight. Yeah, fourteen years. That's insane. Class. And they're second in the league rankings. That's class for them. I'm delighted for them. I hopefully they can push on from here. Hopefully it's not like a one-off thing. But they have like oh, the the speed that they have on their team. Like even we all know Marcus Moneta. I just love them. Um, ah, oh, they're unreal. Yeah, vamos los Pumas. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> and speak, another, another drought ended this weekend. The Blues beat the Crusaders in Christchurch for the first time in about 18 years. 27-23. Dalton Papaliti. Oh, my God. Leading from the front. He got a cheeky offload from Finlay Christie. Absolutely burst through and no one was stopping him. And then in the dying minutes of the game, I don't even remember who it was attempted to score for the Crusaders. There was no one in sight. And Papaliti and Rico Ioane just come out absolutely nowhere and drive the boy out. Uh, oh, I don't praise defence enough, but that is, that is beautiful. And now people are actually tipping the Blues head coach to get the all Blacks job over Scott Robertson. Really? Oh, wow. So, interesting, interesting times mm. in yeah. New Zealand. I mean, Moana Pacifica got beat midweek again. 
and at the weekend. They've had it really weird because of COVID and the lockdown and all that. They're mm. not getting the week rest or like the bye week. So mm. they played on Tuesday against the Hurricanes and got beat 53-12. And they played again on Saturday against the Chiefs and got beat 45-12. So at least they were consistent on the 12. <laughs> but yeah, That's all you're looking for is consistency. <laughs> and Canes won again at the death this weekend, again beating the Highlanders 22-21. Ooh. Ooh, that sounded like a good game. And I could be wrong, he's either two or one off matching Izzy Falau's Super Rugby all-time try scoring record. It's TJ Perinara. Oh, well. Boy's on fire then. Actually, I'm going to make it controversial right now. He's better than Aaron Smith. I'd probably actually... Like, I'd, like right now, he's better yeah. than Aaron Smith. I mean, not yeah. career-wise. Yeah. I don't, I don't think Aaron Smith is probably... He hasn't really been at his peak in a while, I don't think, from what I've seen. No, he's not. But, yeah, yeah that's it. We've Super Rugby, Sevens, mm. European Rugby... Knockout stage European rugby is just the best. What do you actually think, just before we round up, what do you think of the two-leg set-up now for the Champions Cup? I like it. I think it's, it's a good idea, but I, I, I don't like the, I still don't like the pool stages. You know, I think they, the way they've set it up with two big pools and, you know, everyone yeah. playing someone different, I don't really like that. But round of 16, it's cool. It probably will take... Like this year, obviously, was the first year they ran it, so it might take a little bit while for people to kind of fully set in, settle in with the concept, and maybe get build up because there wasn't a foot, there wasn't that big of a capacity in the Viva the other day. Now there was only, was it thirty thousand? Was there even thirty thousand? I don't even know, which is a bit disappointing because normally Leinster for quarterfinals, like they always fill out the Viva for quarterfinals. Around yeah. the sixteen, you would have thought, especially given in Ireland, that they would have done something similar, like yeah. close to forty, but they didn't. So, but no, I I do like the concept. What do you think? I like it. For the whole, like, especially if it's a tight first leg, mm. and it's literally all to play for in the second. But if you kept it to one, we would have had the Chiefs in the bloody quarterfinals. So I'm a bit spiteful, but it's fine. Actually, speaking of the Chiefs, because I've now realised that you can't get all three. If you're affiliated to different teams and clubs, not all three will win on the same weekend. So item number one, tick. Extra Chief men. Didn't win. Exeter Chiefs ladies, though, oh, my God. Whatever they are doing down there, fair play. So it was their first ever semi-final for the Allianz Cup against Bristol Bears. Now, Bristol Bears are big hitters in the Premier 15s. Mm. Full time. Bristol Bears women, zero. Exeter Chiefs, 66. Wow. Whew. That's a big Heavy, heavy yeah. hitting. Yeah. Kate Zachary, the number eight, or Captain America, as she is known. Unreal. Just mm. taking names. <laughs> Snatching <laughs> stones and taking names. Yeah. Just, oh, well done. Actually, shout out to, yeah, friend of the show, Charlie Willett, who came off the bench and made an impact. And yeah, just well done. Just class all round. Women's rugby is in a really good place. Just pay them. It is, yeah, exactly. Pay them Fourth more. week I've had to say it in a row. Just pay them. Uh, was it during? Was it during the week or maybe the week before where Italy announced part-time contracts? Yes. So well done to 
it's the FIR, isn't it? It's all right. It's like Federation Italian Rugby. Or, yeah. So, so the FIR, the governing body of Italian rugby, has given out 25. I didn't, it wasn't part time. They put a very specific term in it. But they've given out 25 contracts that give players between 80 and 130 days full time as an Italian rugby player until after the Rugby World Cup later this year. Perfect. As a step forward. Yeah. Scotland, you're next because those girls need paid. And we, have, we have too much talent. Just just us. Yeah. Ireland take note as well. Yes, Ireland take note because Eve Higgins, she is special. She's good. She's good. Yeah. Um, I know some of the, the sevens players in Ireland are, are paid, but we all know sevens players aren't even paid, aren't paid that well, though, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. The same way, I think it was Michaela Bide that told us this. So the Black Ferns sevens are full time paid rugby players. Black Ferns fifteens are part time, hmm. like semi professional. <laughs> How does that work? It's the same organisation. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, strange. And half them that play sevens are on the body fifteens team. <laughs> yeah, same with Ireland as well. It's yeah, I don't know. Oh, uh, just. All governing bodies that want to promote women's rugby, just pay them. Stop faffing about. <laughs> Simple as that. Exactly. Anyway, this has been the Rugby Connection podcast, European Knockout Special, and obviously headlines around the world. This week coming, Sean, you'll be happy with this. He is coming to Galway. He will be tearing it up with Mac next season. Byron Ralston, currently of the Western Force, his interview is out. Some point this week, we've just released an interview with the legend that is Sean Maloney. Or if you're not familiar, it's the guy that did Rugby HQ top fives. And we also rejoice for like three years of absolute madness. That came out last night as of recording. Get it watched because there's nothing to do about it with rugby. But it's such a genuine chat. Sean is such a top bloke and yeah, I'm all giddy inside that that happened. And we've got some few more surprises coming very, very soon. But subscribe to the channel, follow us on Instagram and Spotify, follow us all separately as well. And yeah, just get the word out there because we are rising gradually. Every week we look and there's numbers have, have gone up. So just join the hype train because Rugby Connection is here to stay. Whether you like it or not, we're taking over. <laughs> exactly. Couldn't have said about myself. <laughs> so there you have it. Heard it from the man himself as well. So there you go. This has been Rugby Connection, and we'll see you next time. Wonderful. <laughs>